What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Kane is in the building. This morning, we continue SEC tournament conversation, talking NFL Combine coming up as well in 15 minutes. As always, it's Ramon, Kayla, and Will, powered by all four seasons garage doors with 11-year NFL veteran Ramon Foster. Yeah, yeah. With our capitalized J journalist, Kayla Anderson. Kayla! Yes, sir, she is the bee's knees, Kayla! And she covers your favorite teams, Kayla! And Jonathan Shape for spinning that hit and all the other hits this morning. The best producer in the world! Only the best producer in the world. My name is Will Bowling. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, man. I'm being... The the start of the Kayla... Like intro, that to me is that you didn't sing it. I know I did because I wanted to hear him harmonize. It was actually pretty good, man. You didn't Bert, sing it just Bert now. Did pretty good. I think Eric Clapton would be very proud. Hit me he with would. the intro one more time, Safe. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's shut. That's fair. Down. That's fair. I deserve that on a Friday because you know. Yeah. Yes, sir. She is the bee's knees. Hey. She covers your favorite team. Kayla! I didn't even know this song Let until now. Let your worried mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the call. 615-737-1045. If you would like to share on the energy that we are bringing yeah, this morning. Yeah, we got morning, a lot. Holy that is smokes. exactly the energy that we have on a Friday Oof. edition of the show. It's Friday and we're going to act like it. Yeah, we, we are. Dog on right. I'm going to stop slamming the table before I freeze the camera. I do that a lot, yeah, too. You really you you have the ability to just freeze everything, everything that's happening on this table, and there's a lot going on on this there desk. And then the lights start to even like twitch. Liquor, I know. I've been took it out of my check. Or oh, something. in the old right? studio when he would slam his fist on the table, Uh-oh. the camera locked up. Every the camera would literally freeze. Yeah. There's numerous oh, yeah. pictures out there. It's very. There's numerous pictures out there, and it I have is. all of them. Proof. Why? No, Kayla. No, do not need proof. <laughs> I think we need proof. Believe me when I say it's out there. You also have to remember that people with really good sound systems that are listening to us driving around Nashville, hearing you just like banging on the table. Yeah. They're looking back in their back seat like, is something moving around in my car? <laughs> like, is that, I know. Is that like a basketball back there? Like, what's, <laughs> what's rolling around? I got in trouble once because I played a siren over the air. Oh, and people no. yeah. People were falling off their seats. By the way, can we play... At some point, Shafe, the original Eric Clapton, Laylot. Sure. Because, so, Ramon, you've never heard it. Great so. call. No, nah, I never heard okay. it. Okay. I never heard it. I know the the guitar riff is iconic. Oh, well, my Which goodness, that part right? you can still hear in it. Yeah. Was that on, uh, what was in that, Garage Band? 
the uh, video game that they what was the name of the, the video game you you mean rock, band. rock band what? was rock it rock hero garage band. band is what came on your mac for the first oh. time in like 2006 so oh, there was far off. well there was guitar hero and rock band so yeah. were oh, i merged you them, merged them. Yeah. i ain't even going to take credit okay. for that you know what i'm, I'm not going to give you a little grace on that you give me yeah that you got to yeah that you merged the two together Wait, Shafe has given face. us grace this morning. That's got to be racist. No, we, we have to then. We, we we've got to we've got to use this luxury. Well, no, people don't with. understand. Like like Will mentioned earlier in the show, because yesterday it was just his day, for no reason other than it was just his day. I woke up, but then we're talking in the afternoon, and I give him some very nice compliments. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying because it's fact. And then he goes to the arena yesterday, and I just kill him again. Because it was just his day. Yeah. Well, it, it was funny, too, actually, since you mentioned that. Uh, a Vandy fan walked up to me at the, uh, at the arena. Oh, gosh. And I was go. like, I was like oh, no, go. this is not going to go well for me, is it? Mm-hmm. And this Vandy fan walks up to me. He was like, oh, hey, Will, how's it going? I was like, oh, what's up, man? How are you? He goes, I love your show. I listen to it every morning. And I want yeah. to be like, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Good for know. these Vandy fans. I do, I do like, I, Vandy, up enough. I give Vandy credit well, on the show. I, I do. Well, I had to think about last night because we'll be booking for next week. And I'm like, can I call Shane Foster or did Will piss off? No, I like Shane. Oh, Shane, Shane likes cool. me, so you can call Shane. Oh, hey, Shane, Shane, Shane likes me, so you can call not a, you're not actually cousins. No, we're not, but it's yeah. a black guy with oh the last name. Shane's awesome. So That's got to be racist. <laughs> By the way, last night somebody pretty much did the same thing, Will. He was like, hey, expecting some love from you guys in the morning. Vanderbilt's doing it. Did they? <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. We're happy to give Vanderbilt their love for how they performed, and I really do think if they beat Kentucky yeah. tonight, they're in. Me I think, too. I think they're in yeah. if they win. They should get in you if they know, win that 100% game. 100% agreed. But the thing is, is that some of the people in the Fandy, the Vandy fan base get so sensitive about it that I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you your flowers now. They've been, Shave, they've you, been kind of, it's, it's been a rough run. Yeah. You know what that's like, Shave? What? Because we're members of this community. It's the way that like European and just regular like soccer fans can get sometimes where like you know the soccer fans out there that oh, like sure. if you're going to talk about them you have oh, to yes. get every detail right in order 100%. to have the conversation the right way completely and utterly ridiculous right yeah it's but, so dumb y'all going to join the rest of the show yeah. Yeah. Ramon no, the soccer fan have. over said here over over what's, here says I have no idea I have no idea what they're talking hey, about Arsenal fan you should know that by heart but now. I'm still a baby in this thing okay y'all can't expect you're me an to infant. know that's right. we had a solid result yesterday yeah we did yeah we did I saw that one it came across I tried to watch it but I had no strength no you didn't I swear I did I did I turned it on my phone and by the way I scolded the Vandy fan last night too did you really I did I said hey don't don't start celebrating now I said, because Ronald Sylvester Slate, a.k.a. the most famous Nashvillian in the world, told y'all. The world, Craig. A couple months ago, get off stack back, and here you are trying he to did. jump on the bandwagon did. again. Yep. Did, did, did that not happen? That's what I want to tell some of those fans, too, is like, hey, we, we were giving Jerry Stackhouse yeah. credit before y'all were. Yeah. I mean, that, it, and we make, like, I make jokes or whatever, because I enjoy being a villain sometimes, but honestly... <laughs> We have given Vanderbilt a lot of credit on this show, and then the only thing the haters and losers will pick out from it is, like, the one joke that we make after 90% of it is, like, legit conversation. You know what? Anyway. He owned it, too, last night. He's like, okay. I was like, that's on y'all. Hey, you are going to a Vandy baseball game this weekend. Yeah, we're going to run. The kids in the car now, they know. Yeah.
Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't like the doubt. Wait, I'm was screwed. it supposed no. to be a surprise? It wasn't, but I hate telling them stuff because then they always ask me, where are we going? Are we going? They don't, RJ don't, he don't care no more. But Miles will be like, hey, Dad, it's time to go. Here's the spoiler <laughs> on the show. Auntie, Never tell me anything. Auntie yeah, Auntie Kayla will spoil everything. everything. Yeah, I know that's where all the secrets lie with you, huh? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yep. That and Zeus. Zeus. Send him over. Travis and I will adopt. You like dad voice with Zeus. Zeus. The fact that Ramon goes into his, like, you're in trouble kid dad voice. Anytime he talks about Zeus, like, hey, 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 Zeus. Hey, cut that out. Hey. Come here. Come here. Hey. Yeah. You ought to see me at the house. I'm a goof with him, but I'm firm, Will. Oh, sure you are. Well, we haven't seen you at the house yet because we're still waiting on the Oh, that's invite. right, Will. I forgot about that. <laughs> Remember that barbecue we were supposed to do when I we first got hired back in October? I forgot about that. One of these days. Maybe by the time the Titans play their next Thursday night football game or Sunday night football game, you will be hey, invited. You got to take this one. A few months down the you line. You got to take this one. It's finally not my day. Does Ramon Foster have a punchable face? 615-737-1045. Let's just lean all the way into it. Let's lead all the way. What else, out, what else unrelatable about Ramon can we bring up right now? Doing shape. I want to see the polls, man. Does Ramon have a punchable face? Put yeah, it out but there. I could rig that by saying no and no. No, I mean, no. Uh, uh, I want to see it. It was funny. All the people that responded to the poll yesterday were either like, I hate that guy. Of course he does. Or they said, nah, Buck's worse. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was talking to the person last night who inspired that poll question, and he was so happy that Buck got drug into it. Yes. He oh, was so and he doesn't happy. know because he's on a ski trip. <laughs> he's over his skis, literally. <laughs> yeah, Buck I feels mean, like the is. most high-maintenance person to go on vacation with, too. <laughs> Like that, that guy yeah, on a ski real. trip feels like it would be a ball of stress. Uh, I, 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 I need to be popping some bottles. Do you think he has like the whole suit, like the gear, 100%. like the matching, oh, like, the matching 100%. ski suit and the I poles hope he looks with like. like a 1980s yuppie. That's what I look. That's what I like picture. Jim Carrey. Neon colors and dumb Can and dumb. Someone Photoshop that real quick on Twitter God. if you're really talented. Fam, I'd love you a long time. Please. On it. News team, assemble. Let me see if I can muster <laughs> something together real quick. Seriously, like, if it was made in the 1980s, Buck thinks it's for him. <laughs> when in reality, he should stay far, far away. Anyway. <laughs> I usually don't even pile on the Buck, but with this one, he better have the boots with the fur yep. on right yep. <laughs> And the hat. With the fur. 615-737-1045, our number. Uh, uh, congratulations, by the way, to a friend of the show and a friend of the station and really of this city, mm-hmm. Keith Bullock. Yes. Announced via the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame last night, our good friend Brad Willis putting together a heck of a class of 2023. That former Titans great Keith Bullock will be named to the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame class of 2023. Well-deserved for a guy who was the original in my life and in my era of watching the Titans who made it cool to be a Tennessee Titan. Let your nuts hang. Sure. I remember that when he... That was so funny. It was you and I were doing the show, Kayla. And all of a sudden, Keith just bust out. He bust out. Let your nuts hang. That's what he said. No comment. But and we all just stopped. Keith really did with the, the really red gloves. Let your nuts hang. With, I mean, uh, on, uh, Drew Brees would agree on, mo- on Monday night football uh, in the New Orleans Saints. But Try to get Kayla to snore. I did. That guy legitimately... Uh, helped make it cool to be a Tennessee Titan growing up in this city and watching him play. So congrats to Keith.
Congrats, well, well Keith. That's awesome. Time, An man. awesome person off the field, too. Just, Congratulations. Just straight up, dude. So coming up next, uh, I want to dive into a conversation we had yesterday with Mike Tanier of Football Outsiders. Four bold statements from our conversation with him, and I want to go just blanket true or false from Ramon and Kayla's perspective on four things that Mike Tanier had to say. I know one of them that I think Ramon is definitely going to disagree on when it comes to Darnell Wright, but if you missed any of this conversation yesterday, we didn't get a ton of time to just react to some of the statements he made uh, because there was a lot to digest from this conversation with our friend Mike Tadir from Football Outsiders. So uh, we go into four big topics, uh, true or false, out of the NFL Combine heading into the draft season. That's coming up next on Ramon, Kayla, and Will, 104.5 The Zone. continues on the Friday morning edition of Ramon, Kayla, and Will. And as always, it's powered by all four seasons garage doors. Ramon Foster, Kayla Anderson, Will Bowling with you. Jonathan Schaefer making the show happen in our beautiful 104.5 The Zone studios. And we'll have Ben McKee in the studio coming up in hour three. Looking forward to that. This is it. This is not Layla. It's not? No. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Of course like, it is. Is That's this all live? Hold on. Listen. That's right. No, it's the album, It's a demerit on me. You got to have a very vast discography for you to get this song. Like, how did that come to your mind so quick, Shafin? Layla Kayla. I know. But I'm a classic rock guy. You're a classic. Okay. That's that's the answer I was looking for. Classic rock, rock, hard rock, metal guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I would tell people just as a rule in this building, but also outside of this building, that your favorite sports personality is probably like a music lifer. Yeah. Like loves music as some, much as any people. Some of my favorite times here is with Mickey, Rhett, and me all talking music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because then I also worked in country music for like 10 years. So it's like I've, I've just been exposed to so many different styles of music. It's great. It's so also true. the funny thing of doing this job and being in sports like 24-7, 365 days a year. That for a lot of people in this business, music mm-hmm. is like A, the way they broke into radio. But be like the escape from sports. When sports are your work, then sports aren't as your personal life quite as much. That was me for both. Right. That yeah. was heck. That was me. I'm with you a, there. A, by a the big way, portion of uh, a big portion of what I did was like with music on. Me too. So yeah, you're 100 percent correct. Well, every run I ever went on was by with myself. Music. Was yeah. with headphones. I think music and sports actually goes hand in hand more together than you think. Because mm-hmm. even ask the athletes, like, yeah. it, they love music just as much as anybody else, right? It's mm-hmm. like a part of their daily whatever it is to get them ready mm-hmm. for that game or that practice or whatever it might be. I don't think I've met many artists that haven't been big sports people, too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Darius Rucker will spend an entire afternoon talking SEC football yeah. with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Kenny Chesney, we've talked about that on the That's show. What I'm yeah, Garth, I heard, is pretty huge into it. I know a bunch of rappers oh, are yeah, into Garth it. Definitely. Yeah, like it, it goes hand in hand. I'll never forget when uh, when we were covering Jeremy Pruitt, and uh, it was just a dark time for all involved. I was and about to say we was having a good day. We really, we really were. And uh, <laughs> we asked him, "Well, you know, why don't you have music on a practice anymore? You know, that's a big thing that's been done here." He goes, "Do they play music during the games?" He's like, "He goes." Then I don't see any reason to have it on while we're practicing. 
Prue, it's a lump. And that was in the that, that was it. And and that is true. So. Prue, it's a lump. <laughs> Shout it for the rooftops, Kayla. Shout it, Kayla. Prue, go, it's a lump. Go tell hey. it on the mountain. Anyway. Prue, it's a lump. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Our number. <laughs> Jeremy, if you're listening, uh, we I'm not nothing. sorry. Prue, it's a lump. We uh, regret absolutely nothing. So on 104.5 The Zone TV, you can always join the conversation on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, and Twitch. And uh, it is time for an urgent news bulletin from the 104.5 The Zone YouTube page. Buck Rising may have the Ramon, Kayla, and Will Twitter account muted. He does not have all of your Twitter accounts Exactly. Muted. So <laughs> pictures yes. photoshopped of Buck into yes. ski outfits mm. have made the round so much that Buck has made an appearance Proud of you. in the chat of our YouTube stream. Hey. Wait, what? Wow. And he chimes in saying, I'm too hungover for whatever I'm being peppered with on Twitter right now. That's because you're my dog. That's the reason he probably that. wrote that in confidence thinking it wouldn't be read on the air, but there he, is. he should know better. No, no, no. Everything in his life he says and does hopes of being on social media or being on the air. He hopes yeah. it's read on the air at all Everything. times. Everything. That's right. Uh, is he still laying in the bed while tweeting this? I bet if we asked him to call in, he'd call in like an hour later than, you know, he originally agreed to. <laughs> Otherwise, I would ask him. But, He's probably you, drinking you, hot you know, cocoa you, up in his chalet. No, no, Bloody Mary's chalet. this morning. Enjoy your vacation, uh, Buck. Bloody Marys this morning. I would hate for more people to send more pictures of him in ski outfits to him. And when Dude, Will says hate, he means love. I would really, that would that would be upsetting to me. The neon pink Hypothetically. and neon yellow one mm-hmm. is fire. Is it pronounced Silas? Si- hmm? Silas is the guy who did that. Okay. There you go. Shout out Silas. Oh, that's good, Silas. Fantastic. Silas. This Rocket. is starting to take off like the peach uh, training suit that he had. Oh, it's terrific. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I Buck, we love you so much. Yeah. 615-737-1045, our number. No, we do. Buck, Buck should be worried if we just never talked about him at all. Yes. Exactly. That's yeah. right. That'd be a problem. That's how you know you belong right there. That was one of the things we told Will streets. when he first started working here. Never worry until people stop talking to you. I'm just in a constant state of worry. It's fine. <laughs> Healthy amount of worry is good for a person. No, a healthy amount of worry is good for a person. Heads always need to be on swivels. That's cold-blooded. That's great. Everything's fine. It's great. Alvin in Nashville, 615-737-1045. Good morning, Alvin. What's up, Alvin? How y'all doing? Good. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I I got a draft question for y'all. And the reason why I'm going to ask is because I can actually see it happen. If a player like a Jalen Carter falls to the Titans right there and they left, would you go ahead and take them? If somebody come and say, hey, we, we want that player trade back, would you trade back? Or would you go ahead and take what you need, the offensive alignment? And the reason why I ask is because, you know, we keep saying, oh, well, you know, Jalen Carter, he's not going to fall that far. Man, look, look at the Chicago Bears. Let's start with the Chicago Bears. Everybody keeps saying the Chicago Bears is going to get Jalen Carter. Think about it. Why was Justin Fields running for his life last year? Mm-hmm. He had no what? Oh, line. Yep. He had no receivers either, but he had no old line. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Seattle. They need what? Oh, line. Some more offensive line. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. If a player like Jalen Carter fall, if you the GM, I'm going to all three of y'all put y'all GM at it on. I want y'all to be right, uh, right on. If you the GM, would you get Jalen Carter, trade back, 
or would you get positioned at need, which is the offensive line? I'll hang up and let you say Thank you, Alvin. Look at Alvin putting us on the spot this morning. Uh, the answer is yes. You draft Jalen Carter if he's there at 11. 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm taking him. You don't trade back. You don't move. You take Jalen Carter at 11, and you pair him with Jeffrey Simmons for the next 10 years. Ooh. And nobody is running or passing against you. Well, on top of that, Rand Carthon's new, right? This is a fresh start. This isn't John mm-hmm. Robinson and his mess up with mm-hmm. Isaiah Wilson and the Georgia <laughs> thing and all that. This is a brand new thing going on with Rand. Ran, so he's not looking at any of that. And then you pair that with Mike Vrabel and the, the guys Vrabel goes for, like first initial thought is defense, right? Yep. Um, as much as you need that offensive line, there are a lot of them in this draft. Um, you can't really pass up on a caliber talent like that if he falls to 11. No, absolutely not. And that's the thing about him. You you pair Jeffrey up with him, and, and that takes you to a different stratosphere as far as just overall defensive dominance. I look at them having DeForest Buckner out at uh, San Francisco and how he played um, and, and just having a two, like a, a two D tackles that are that versatile, mm-hmm. that strong. And, and the ability to just dominate your division when truthfully this is a run first division as it stands right now, you got to control the line of scrimmage. Those two dudes will control it. I'm taking Jalen Carr. Listen, if he go past eight, it must really be some dirt on I him. Or, and I know or he got some stuff. Or you're just not going to take a chance. Or you need right? something more important. Or you need yeah. something else. Yeah, I'm taking him. The problem is I don't think he gets past 10 to Philadelphia. I think that's where he would ultimately be taken at the very latest but the the intel that we have from mike sando our friend from the athletic in the piece that he did the other day uh just based on what he's heard from the combine mocking the top 10 picks that he has jalen carter available for the titans at 11 yeah that's the working assumption at this point i personally don't think he will fall that far only uh yeah if we're talking about personalities eric armstead and deforest buckner being in the same place at the same time with the 49ers for a while that's what they did over there. Mm-hmm. So building in the trenches, I think that's where this draft is. Philadelphia is not going to let him fall. That's past 10, what I think. So. And if you uh-huh. want a guy to be somebody have the ability to just put his arm around that guy and help mentor him out of mm-hmm. all the things that have happened, your former teammate, Jordan Davis being there in Philadelphia sure. is a pretty good place to start And Philadelphia and Howie Roseman have already emphasized the fact that they have built their kingdom in the NFC East around the offensive line and the defensive line in the trenches. And that right there is one of the best D linemen of football. The day he walks on the field for the first time at a rookie salary, oh, makes too much sense. And I think if it gets past 10 somehow, he's going to be a Tennessee Titan. And Titans fans would be over the moon about that. But I'll say this because I agree with you. There's no chance zero Philadelphia lets him go past it. Totally yep. agree. No chance. Totally agree. None. But you can always dream. I think that is what's going to happen is he's going to go there at 10. And, and Ramon, I'll ask you a question now. Okay, let's roll. Because if we're in a rebuild mode, if you want to spell that out for the people. R-E-B-U-I-L-D. You know what you always do when you're rebuilding? What's that, sir? You take best available when it falls Boom. in your lap. Mm-hmm. Every single time, and you figure it out from there. Yep. From there. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, the only issue I have with that, though, too, and I agree with you 100%. If he's the best available, I'm taking him. What I got to ask you, though, is what's the best available for the team, meaning the concept of him? Uh, Jalen Carter can play that position anywhere in the NFL, right? But if you're talking about best wide receiver available on the board, 
does it fit your offense when you do that type of stuff? You know what I'm saying? I almost think offensive line is a play, too. Like, that's offensive lineman, but does he fit our style of play? And I know you get yourself into that situation. Well, we can make him one of us. Uh, if a guy's not really a bruiser like that sometimes, then it's kind of hard to make a guy that type of player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird place to be. But yes, Will, best available is best option sometimes in these situations. So we had a good conversation yesterday with our friend Mike Tanier from Football Outsiders, and he made four statements that I want just an agree or disagree from each of you on. Nothing more. Nothing more. Well, we'll we'll maybe add more color after we've all given our yes or no, because I, I think there are a couple statements that I'm totally on Mike to your side with a couple that I'm maybe not so sure in what he told us yesterday. And we'll start with Will Levis, who he has ranked number 58, the former Kentucky quarterback among his top 100 NFL draft prospects. And he says is not an NFL starter. Mike, everybody has a strong opinion on Will Levis. What is yours? I don't think he's an NFL starting quarterback. It's actually interesting. I posted my FO40 and possibly a less than charitable appraisal of Will Levis. And since then, I've noticed that he's tumbled down some other boards. But my concern with Levis is that prior to the combine, People were not necessarily watching lots and lots of film and tape of Kentucky and really breaking him down, and he was sort of a word-of-mouth guy. And I think teams are not, uh, not teams, but in the media, uh, my colleagues are taking longer looks at Will Levis and saying it's very hard to put him in the category of the other three quarterbacks because the film is not there, the accomplishments are not there, the mistakes are there, uh, and, and I, he, he worries me in the way Mitch Trubisky worried me a couple of years ago. We're going to bring it in because he's tall and he's pretty athletic and it looks like he's got a nice arm. And you're going to talk yourself into thinking this is a finished product because of those things, and he's not a finished product. He's a, very much a work in progress, and he doesn't necessarily have the elite tools that the other guys have. Kayla, we'll start with you on this one. Agree or disagree, Will Levis is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Agree. Ramon? It's tough. Disagree. Okay. Jonathan Schaefer? Disagree. I disagree, too. Now we can discuss it. I mean, I, we don't just have to give one word. Okay. Here's why I disagree. There's 32 teams, and a lot of bad quarterbacks are starters on 30, over the course of a 32-team league. Okay. This is why I disagree. Okay. Because they took Zach Wilson in the first round last year, and, yes, he was a starter, but is he a starter anymore? No. So I guess technically, could he start a few games? Yes. Is he going to be that guy that's going to have a great long career as a starter in the league? No. I just think there's too much inconsistency with Will Levis. And with the hype around him, it's been that same hype around him. Mm-hmm. But you're what are you looking at? The overall body of work, it's been too inconsistent for me to bring you to the next level and find success as a starter. And more times than not, when there has been that much hype on a player because of their strong arm or whatever it might be, they don't end up being that guy. There's too many quarterbacks that these teams draft early that don't ever amount to that anything mm-hmm. more than maybe a backup. I can roll with that, Kayla. I, I look at him and I say to myself, put him in the right situation. The team he's going to go to, if he's mid 
top 10 or in the teams should have a sufficient enough offensive line. The year that you, you kind of see the best of him was not last year. It was the year before. You kind of say he can make the throws. He's got the arm. He got the confidence out of this world. And sometimes changing the, the their environment from a U.K. to an NFL pro outfit it gives you that that boost of confidence that you need to kind of take off take off at the next level. So I'm I'm giving him the benefit of doubt, and I don't mean this in a slanderous way of just being at Kentucky. Even Rodriguez had a bad down year this year too. I think he's a starter in this league because in the right situation, Will Levis to me is Mac Jones with the New England Patriots, uh, a guy that comes from the SEC, big frame has uh, some of the tools. I think Will Levis has a stronger arm than Mac Jones. I would say Mac Jones is a more accurate passer than Will Levis is. And this is a conversation we'll get into with Andy Staples at at 920 this morning, too. Just who is the recent comp for Will Levis out of the SEC? Um, I think in the right situation, if a coach is willing to to let Levis manage the game and take one step at a time in his maturation process... I think he can be okay. I think the issue with guys like Mitch Trubisky who get drafted to places like Chicago is that they're coming into empty cupboards because they're being drafted so high. Will Levis actually might be falling enough now to where he can be put in a situation similar to Mac Jones was where you don't have to be a hero at the quarterback position. Zach Wilson was asked to basically just be a hero for that New York Jets team. He's not that talented of a quarterback right right Right. yeah right i agree with that but will doesn't get to pick where he's going exactly this mock right here from lance's airline if to your point will about being mid top 10 to in the early teens can he survive in baltimore will levis well i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) lamar jackson's an mvp and he's barely survived in baltimore i know but he'll have Somewhat of an offensive line and a run game with a very supportive defense. What is that run game, though, without Lamar? I mean, their running backs have always had really good years there. Like, before have Lamar they? got Yeah, they have. They well. haven't really been. Yeah, well, they before have. Lamar got there, yeah. I'm not talking about before Lamar got there. I'm talking about now when J.K. Dobbins has been hurt all season. Oh, what? Gus Edwards is fine. Justice Hill has been hurt. I mean, they were on their fourth or fifth running back at one point last season and were kind of a okay run game. I mean... Their run game is what it is because you have 11 versus 11 in the run game and you have to account for Lamar Jackson. I don't know if that's the case with a new quarterback in Baltimore. I think the shift changes if you bring Lamar out because you do have that dynamic. They're, they're very capable, Will, of running the ball. Harbaugh's going to be special teams, run the ball, and defense, period. 615-737-1045, our number. And Mike Tanier also had a strong statement to make about another quarterback in this draft, Tennessee's Hendon Hooker who he says would have been a perfect fit for the Titans if he hadn't torn his ACL. Interesting conversation on uh, Tennessee's quarterback entering the NFL draft. We'll replay that for you coming up next on Ramon, Kayla, and Will, 104.5 The Zone. It's almost time to start filling out your brackets. Register today for 104.5 The Zone's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge sponsored by Party Foul for a chance to win $1 million. This is a local contest. Register today at 1045thezone.com. Remote Caitlin Will is powered by all four seasons garage doors as the Friday edition continues. 
We continue to talk Titans with you at 615-737-1045. We'll get to some of your phone calls coming up. Matt and Don hanging on the phone lines. Uh, we will get to you guys coming up here in just a minute. But uh, wanted to revisit, guys, the conversation we had with Mike Tanier yesterday on Hendon Hooker. And essentially what he had to say was without the knee injury, he would see Hendon Hooker as a very real possibility for the Tennessee Titans at number 11. Mike, what about Hendon Hooker? What, where does he fit in the quarterback discussion? Because if it wasn't for the knee injury, I think a lot more Titans fans would be interested in him, just uh, judging from where they are with Ryan Tannehill. Where do you have Hooker around this draft class? You know, I had him ahead of Will Levis, and if he wasn't injured, that would be an issue. And another thing that when you really do analytics, you have to factor in the age of the quarterback. You know, this quarterback who's 25 years old, and he's he, he's outperforming 19-year-old cornerbacks. You know, you have to realize that that's a little bit of a factor, and that can put some helium into what you think he's doing out there. That said, and also a very wide-open offense, good heavens, that they ran there. That said, I like some of the things he did in terms of being able to say, oh, Hyatt's not open, I can find the secondary target. Oh, I've got to climb up in the pocket and there's a guy in my face. I'm going to still get the ball into the flat. I love a lot of those things. I would like him for the Titans because, you know, they can wait a year with Tannehill. They can mess around with Malik Willis for another year. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the issue is you can't have that many developmental quarterbacks on your bench. And you're going to be developing Hooker, who is older than Willis, and you're going to have them both hanging around there. It could be like a double TKO, and you don't find your solution because you have too many of the similar skill set kind of guys clamoring around. So here's the question I'm going to ask out of this, guys. Does the Titans' pick of Malik Willis keep them from drafting a quarterback in their first three picks this year? Yes or no? No. 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 I don't think so either, but it might deter you from making a move in the first, that's for sure. And, yes. and this team's got more needs than, you know, than, than just quarterback early on. But I do think there is something to be said, guys, about if your guy is there, that's the biggest piece that you have to figure out is the quarterback position. And if you're not willing to tank, if you're not willing to be bad again and put yourself in position for Drake May or Caleb Williams in 2024, maybe it does make sense to move back a bit, get some picks, and again... It, without the knee injury, I would be banging the Hendon Hooker drum as loudly as anybody in this market if he was healthy going into this draft. I agree with that. Uh, I also say there's zero emotional attachment to almost anybody in that building probably right. will. Mm -hmm. right. uh, if it comes to best available and future transactions on this team and in the future of this team, you believe you can get a steal out of a guy like a Hendon Hooker? I look at Malik and I'll be like, bro, you're just one of the other quarterbacks that are drafted in this league. I almost look at the Ritter. And in, uh, in, in Atlanta, Atlanta, in the same situation. If there's a better toy that's going to come along, he's probably going to be out, too, no matter what Arthur says to us. The Lamar connection. Mm -hmm. I think these teams are throwing it out there right now just to say, no, we're not. And back doors, they're probably trying to negotiate with Lamar Jackson. Wouldn't y'all, if y'all could find a better QB? Yeah, because when it comes down to it, QBs kind of run the show. I mean, mm -hmm. it is what it is. When we look at Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do, Joe Burrow, what he's been able to do. Um, and I think that because you have Rand Carthon, I just think it gives you a clean slate in terms of what the philosophy is. Not altogether, because Mike Vrabel still has a lot of say in it, but more so than not, they are rebuilding at this point. And if you see a quarterback that completely fits what you're trying to build on for the future, I just don't see how you can't go with that. And by the way, when it comes to Lamar, 
And you have some of these teams that have come out publicly and said, well, we're not pursuing Lamar, this, that, and the other thing. There's a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of phone calls that yeah. get made. I don't buy that. And a lot of inquiries. It's similar to how Mike Silver said, Derrick Henry, Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre, you're taking the temperature of the situation. Mm-hmm. Because again, with Lamar, it comes down to total amount and guaranteed money. Those are the biggest things. So if a team feels like they're making progress on Lamar, they're going to keep it super quiet. Or like the Coach Beard thing at Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Fill it out first. Yeah. It's interesting, too, with, with Hindenhooker, but kind of before we go to break and, and finish off hour two here, the age doesn't deter me from picking him simply because the quarterback position's life expectancy in the NFL now is longer than it used to be. And I know that it's tough coming off a knee injury, and we can't sit here and criticize the previous administration in, in the Tennessee Titans organization for taking too many chances on guys with knee injuries and then come back and say, but, you know, the guy from UT would be great. Like, <laughs> I get it. it. You've made too many gambles on guys coming off of ACLs, um, and it's probably time to move past that philosophy. But, man, at the quarterback position, it is really tempting because the upside for not only the quarterback, but the upside for your whole franchise, if you get a quarterback pick right and you get value in a guy just because he got hurt, is really, really attractive. Yep. Facts. 615-737-1045, our number. We reset the headlines from Bridgestone Arena yesterday. Take a look at day one of full SEC tournament action. Uh, hear what Rick Barnes had to say uh, about Tennessee's matchup with Missouri. A little bit of revenge on the mind of the Volunteers going into Bridge to an Arena this afternoon. That's next at halftime. Vermont, Kalen, Will on 104.5 The Zone. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more.